church. Good morning, church. It's nice to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm excited for what God has got in store for us. We are in the month of August, the month of new beginnings. Amen. I don't know what you've gone through. I know as a church we've had a bit of a disorder, but an order in the kingdom of heaven. Because when the Father wants to show his glory and his goodness, he sifts everything. And for those who are not watching the times and the seasons of God, we can be discouraged. We can actually be in a season where we think, oh, where is God? God is always there. Amen. Amen. I don't know what you're planning for the end of the year. I personally, from the month of July, I begin to plan for the coming year. Because I believe God works in times and seasons and we need to be in tune with what God has got for us and what God is doing in our lives. In the past few years when we globally experienced the pandemic, we saw that God was calling the church to purity. Amen? All those that have called themselves believers, we found ourselves shaken, we found ourselves wondering, but we were drawn closer to God. And there is no other time than now that we need to realize that Jesus Christ, whom we follow, whom we believe, is the king of kings. And that means we are kings. And as kings called by God, we need to now be bold and be courageous to demonstrate the kingdom that we belong to. I want to thank the music team for singing the song, Our Father. Because we have a good father. And the message I have today is a message that is simple. My passion is prayer. Amen. I love praying. Why? Because it's in the presence of the Father. I don't pray to him, I pray with him because he is with me. And when I pray, I declare and decree that which is the will of the Father. And today I'm going to teach from a simple scripture that most of you have heard. Most of you have probably thought, maybe this guy was very corny. But this was a guy who understood the power of prayer. And I want to encourage you this morning that you too would actually take this model of prayer and practice it in your life. Because the things that he requests from God are a request that we all need. They are a request that will cause us to live with our families in unity and in love. So I do hope as I teach this morning, you will grasp something. There will be conviction and no condemnation. That when conviction comes, we repent and we let go of those things and we go forward as new people. And I pray that there will also be comfort for you and there will also be encouragement for you. And I also pray that there will be signs and wonders in your family with the word that we are going to look at this morning. Amen? Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you and we want to glorify you this morning for who you are. We thank you that you are a good father. We thank you, Lord, that any time we look at your word, there is transformation that takes place in our lives. So, Father, I pray that even as I share with my brothers and sisters this morning, may they be transformation. May they be healing, oh God. May they be also conviction of sin so that we may become more like you and let go of those things that set us back from choosing to be more like you. 
Holy Spirit, I want to thank you that you are our helper this morning and you're going to steer us up into the path that you have for us. We thank you for this new month of August. We declare and decree that, Lord, you're going to begin a new thing in our lives individually and corporately. Lord, we thank you that you are a God of timing. You are a God of seasons. And, Lord, in this month, oh, God, I want to thank you that healing it belongs to the children of God. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that, Lord, all those that have been tormented, all those that have been sick, oh, God, by the end of this month, oh God, I declare complete healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Your word tells me, my God, that if the children are sick, let them call those that are in authority. They lay hands on them and they pray a prayer of faith. I am praying by faith this morning that the sick may be made well in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you said if we ask and we have faith, we shall receive and I receive by faith the healing of those that have been sick those that have had tormenting spirits I speak in the name of Jesus that whom the son has set free is free indeed we declare freedom in many of your people this morning we thank you father that as we make these declarations you are shifting things in the spiritual realm we ask for the angelic host, oh God, that you have assigned for us, oh God, that they will assist us, oh God, to receive that which you have called for us. Let not enemy stand against our prayers, oh God, but may they be received in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are breathing a fresh revelation in our life, that you are awakening us to our identity and our inheritance. That you have loved us with an everlasting love. And as we come in agreement this morning, we say, Father, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of my message today is that I may not cause pain. The title of my message today is that I may not cause pain. Amen. That I may not cause pain. How many of you love pain? How many of you don't like pain? That's pretty much everybody. So I think you're going to love this message. Let us read the word of God from 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Verse 9 to 10, if you can put it up there, I'm reading from the New King James Version. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. I want to encourage you, church, if we have moms and dads, fall in love with the word of God because it gives us courage, it gives us Encouragement, the stories that are in the Bible, they are great stories that inspire us and build us up. Let us read. Shall we stand to read the word of God this morning? Now Jabez was an honorable man than his brothers. His mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on, on the Lord. God of Israel saying, 
or that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, and that I may not cause pain. So God granted what he requested. Amen. Now Jabez was a more honorable man than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that, I would, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may, cause, may not cause pain. So God granted him his request. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The word of God tells us that Jabez was born and his mother gave him the name Jabez. But Jabez along his life decides to make a prayer. And it's interesting if you read that whole chapter. They are talking about the genealogy, different tribes and different tribes. And all of a sudden... They throw this man called Jabez, and they throw the prayer that he makes before God. As we look at that scripture today, my beloved sisters and brothers, I want you to see something. The name Jabez actually means pain and sorrow. And most moms, we have a tendency to give our children names because of our experiences. But I thank God when fathers give their children names, they give names in terms of destiny and purpose. Why? Because they are the carrier of the seed. Jabez, unfortunately, it was his mother who named him, and she, was, she experienced pain, and then she gives him the name sorrow. Pain. Can you imagine every time you are being called, pain, come here. Pain, go there. Sorrow, come here. Sorrow, go there. Because whatever you are called, you will become that which you are called. But Jabez, as he knew, and it's interesting because the Bible says he was more honorable than his brothers. God's hand was upon him despite the pain that the mother felt. And I want to talk to you today that sometimes the pain we feel is because the enemy is fighting the destiny of what is about to happen. So don't give names based on the fight that you are fighting. Know that whatever you are fighting or whatever you are giving birth to has a greater destiny than the pain you are feeling. Amen? So she calls him Jabez, which means pain and sorrow. But as he goes up and as an honorable man, he makes a request to God and God answers him. And I love his request. He said, oh, that you bless me, oh God. How many of us want to be blessed by God? How many of us want to live a life of blessing? All of us want that. And I want to encourage you that as you leave this place, or even right now, you begin to ask God for his blessing. But before we even ask for his blessing, there is something we need to learn from Jabez's life. Number one, he was honorable. What does an honorable man do? It means he was right standing with God. He was walking in, in the integrity of God. According to Proverbs 20 verse 7, it says, The righteous man walks in his integrity and his children 
are blessed after him. It means this man walked right before God. And if you are a father in this place, I was looking around and I said, thank you, God. We have more men in this place than women. Because as men, God has given you the ability to bless the seed that you have by the way you live your life. If you become an honorable man, your children will walk into things that they did not even sweat for because God blesses your seed just by your integrity. And unfortunately for the nation that we are in, we have too many households that are fatherless. And we are longing for the blessing. But I thank God for his mercy because we have a heavenly father who comes in and intercepts like what God did for Jabez. So for some of you, you might be looking at me and saying, Sister Tendai, I didn't have a father. I don't have a father. There is a heavenly father. And if you cry for his blessings, he will come and break the curse. He will come and make the crooked places straight. But you have to make a determination in your life that you are going to live an honorable life. To be a man of integrity, that's number one. And number two, it says in Proverbs 22, verse 1, a good name is desirable than riches, than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver and gold. An honorable man values his reputation and he understands by having a good name, he builds an honesty and righteousness and he values the, than he values material things. When people call your name, what do they associate it with? There are many people who are known for their wealth, but that wealth has been got corruptly. But to be an honorable man means you will keep your name clean. That is why Jabez cried to say that, Lord, that I may not cause pain. Because if he had maintained that name, his destiny would be one who would cause too much drama in so many people's lives. But he understood that it was better to have a good name than to carry a name that is not honorable. Many people these days do not desire to walk in integrity. And I challenge you, my brothers and sisters, that may we look ahead. This is the first Sunday of August 2023. To choose to create a good name for yourself so that when your children are seen, they are associated with the goodness that you have done. The God we serve is a good father. May we represent him well like Jabez more honorable than all of his brothers. Amen? Number two. Number one, he was an honorable man. Number two, he was humble. It is the humble who pray. If you are not humble, you don't have time for prayer. He was a humble man. 
He did not say, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to overcome my mother. He knew that there is a God who makes a way where there's no way. So he went and made a request before God. Unfortunately, the world system tells men you can do everything. You can stand on your own. You're a man. Man up. No, you don't need to man up. You need to humble yourself. In manning up, many men have been destroyed holding on to emotions, holding on to anger, rather than going before God and crying before God, that, oh, God, full of mercy, help me to be the man that you want me to be. Many men's hearts have become hard, have become so strong and not softened and tender because they have not allowed themselves to cry before God. Men don't cry. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Men who cry are men of strength. Men who pray are men of strength. The world is in a mess today because our men have rejected to bow down their knees and fight their battles on their knees. Children are broken today because we have a generation of men who will not say, Lord, help me to be a father. I have no clue how to do it. Help me to be a husband. I have no clue how to do it. The world says, be a man. Be strong. No, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We would not have an evil world if all of us would be like Jabez. If our fathers, our sons, and our men would men up in the way that God wants them to be. To be sons of God who are humble who desire to carry a good name. The world is in a mess because we have stopped praying. We have stopped kneeling down and seeking God. We have removed prayer in our homes, in our lives. And even in the church, there are certain churches where you are told, don't pray for too long. No prayer, prayer too much. We've got order. You know why? Because we have learned from the courts of the kingdom of darkness where we go and we strategize, but we are not asking God to be the center of it. But here is Jabez, a man who wanted to change his course of his life. If we are going to change the city of Casey, if we are going to change the course of the lives of our children, I'm sorry I'm addressing men today because this is a man, but that's not just for the men. You too as women, we need to humble ourselves and pray and we ask God to bless us. Amen? What is a blessing? What is a blessing? How many of you know what a blessing is? Come on. It's prayer. Favor from the Lord. What is a blessing? You all said you want to be blessed. What is it that you want? How can you want something you don't know? What is a blessing? Amen. A blessing is a pronunciation that God speaks over your life. That is the first thing God did when he created man in Genesis. He said he made man in his image and he blessed him. Multiply and be fruitful. It is a word that is spoken by God that empowers you to live according to God's way and God's standard. Our generation thinks the blessing is the car, the blessing is the house, the blessing is that. That's not the blessing. 
The blessing is God's hand upon you. Because even if you go where there are no cars, you will make a car because you have the blessing. The car is not the blessing. The house is not the blessing. It is the hand of God and the presence of God and the pronunciation, the word of God that has got creative power. That is why I said every man in here has got to understand the power of speaking a blessing over your seed. Because whatever you say, God will honor it. Why? Because he anointed you with the call of a father in his image. He said, I am the father, so you will be a father too. And then the seed you have, you will speak and whatever you speak, it will come to be. That is a blessing. Many people, oh, God has blessed me, I have a car. No, God has blessed me, I have the ability to create wealth. That is the blessing. That whenever I am put in a place and I have nothing, I become to be creative because the spirit of God is in me and he has given me the ability to take nothing and make something. Amen? That is a blessing. The word of God in you active. The Holy Spirit in you active. The favor of God in you active. Amen? That is why for some of us, we were born in the kingdom of darkness. We had nothing. We had poverty. But when we came to the kingdom of God, where there is blessing, all the blessings comes with things. But the pronunciation of being a child of God changed the trajectory of our lives. Amen? That is why I said we need to love the word of God. And begin to read the word of God. Don't buy grandchildren, grandparents. Don't buy Cinderella books. Read Proverbs over your grandchildren. You shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be above and not beneath. And your children will succeed when others are not succeeding. And that is why as Christians we need to begin to walk in the blessing and forget the cases. I want to ask a question. For the longest time, you know, when you come from the kingdom of darkness, you are bound by fear. I used to think that cases were strong. Then I thought to myself, if cases are that strong, how much more is a blessing? Do you know what it says in the Bible? I will curse to the fourth generation. But a blessing, it says to a what? To a thousand generation. So when you begin to accept that you are blessed, the blessing will flow to a thousand generations, not just fourth. So don't worry about the curse. Begin to focus on the blessing. When I got that, I said, now devil, I now know. I went on a journey of looking at what are the blessings that were in my mother's side, my father's side, and I began to speak them over my life and over my children. And I can't wait to see what my, great, my grandchildren will do because I've tapped into the blessing. I'm not afraid of the curse anymore because God, when he blesses you, and by the way, what God has blessed cannot be cursed. Amen? Amen? What God has blessed cannot be cursed. Forget about the curses and begin to cry, Oh, Lord, bless me. And the Lord will pronounce a word over you. That, Larry, you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. I have called you to establish my kingdom in a nation you have not known. I have made a way for you where there is no way. Then people say, how come he's got favor? 
He's blessed. When I first became a Pentecostal, my spiritual father, how are you, dad? He used to say, I'm blessed and highly favored. My daughter, how are you? I was like, what? Every day he's blessed and highly favored. What's wrong with this man? How come he's blessed and highly favored every day? He was declaring what God says upon him. When I got the revelation, I began to say, how are you, Tendai? Blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored. And the more I spoke of that, the more I saw God open doors for me. The things I used to be afraid of, the things I thought I couldn't do, suddenly I was stepping into them. Why? I had tapped into the blessing of God. Rather than crying for the house, ask for the blessing. Rather than crying for the job, ask for the blessing. Rather than crying for anything, ask for the blessing. Because the word of God says, he said, be fruitful and multiply. He blessed them. He didn't say be fruitful. He blessed them to have the capacity to be fruitful and to multiply. Amen? Number one, he asked for the blessing. Number two, he asked him to enlarge his territory. How many of you like to live in a squished house? How many of you like to be squished, squished? We all like space. We like room, right? He asked, Lord, enlarge my territory. But it was not about the space where he was. He was asking that, give me influence. Give me the capacity to bring your kingdom on earth without hindrance. That was his was he asking for. God, give me the capacity to influence for your kingdom. Enlarge my territory. It was not just about the space. It was the way he was going to think. The way he was going to see things. He was no longer going to see things from a place of limitation. But rather from a place where all things are possible. Enlarging our territory means we no longer see barricades. But we see possibility. Amen. In every situation. When they say things are bad, you, when you show up because the Lord has enlarged your territory, you see a way out. Amen? How many of you have a situation in their life now that they are thinking this is an impossible situation? Lift up your hand. I pray to the God of heaven that he would enlarge your territory. That you would begin to ask for that enlargement of your territory. That you would have an overview, oversight, where you will see the possibilities of God. Enlarging our territories, the capacity to, to see from heaven's perspective. I was challenged earlier this year in January when I attended a challenge with Pedro Ador. And on day two, he had Graham Cook speaking. And he said with God, Practice makes permanent, not perfect, but permanent. Whatever you practice with God becomes permanent. You become like God. Anything that God is and you practice, you become like him. But then he also went on to say something that I grabbed with all my heart. He said with God, nothing is impossible. So anytime you say there is a problem, you must only see a possibility. Amen? 
That changed my perspective. If I walk and they say we have a problem, I say, God, I thank you for a possibility. This is not a problem. This is a possibility. Why? Because I have prayed that he enlarges my territory. The capacity to see possibility. Why? Because I'm blessed. He's empowered me to see differently. And you are blessed too. But you have to practice walking in the blessing. Not fear the curses, but walk in the blessing. Amen? So number two, he asked for enlarging his territory. And number three, and that he would be kept from evil. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, deliver us from evil. Amen? It doesn't say, deliver me. At the beginning, I say, we say, our Father. It doesn't say, deliver me. It says, deliver us. It's a corporate prayer. As one body, we must constantly pray that the Lord delivers us from evil. Why? We live in a world where there is so much evil. There is so much evil. And he will come even in your home, between you and your husband, and begins to speak. And you look at your man and you say, oh. you wake up and you say, I woke up on the wrong side. What wrong side? You wake up there every time. You had an unwelcome visitor, the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy your joy. There's never wrong side. You're either on the left or the right. But I woke up on the wrong side. Liar, the devil has visited you. Take authority. Speak life over yourself. Refuse the enemy to come and take you into evil. You wake up and you think, oh, I'm sick and tired of this woman. You chose it. Get on with the plan. Refuse to align with the enemy. This is real stuff. You want to bed night, darling. Mwah, mwah. You wake up. Hmm. What's wrong with you? Leave me alone. The man goes to work. He's thinking, what did I do? What did I say? Nothing. The enemy who comes with evil. Evil thoughts. Evil atmosphere. The house becomes heavy. Deliver us from evil. That is a prayer we need to pray all the time. Deliver my children. Deliver my brothers. Deliver my sisters from evil. Because we live in this world. We have foreign entities. We have evil spirits around us that want to stop us from fulfilling God's will. And we need to pray. And Jabez was wise. He said, keep me from evil. I was blessed with Greg and Julie one time. They said they prayed for their children. That their children would do no gross sin. I was like, what? That is powerful. Of course they will sin. They will make mistakes, but no gross sin. Can you imagine? The request that we sometimes have to be bold to make before God. Keep us from evil. May we never be found functioning in evil. All the pain we have is because we, have partake, we become partakers of evil when we are children of God. We can't do it alone. We need the angels. We need the Holy Spirit. We need each other so that there be no evil in us. Amen? But if we don't pray that prayer, sons and daughters are killing each other. Why? Because we are not crying like Jabez. Keep us from evil. That I will not be part of evil. 
that I will not be a partaker of evil. Lord, I don't want these evil thoughts. I tell you, some thoughts are crazy. You're like, where did that come from? Am I the only one? Honestly, I'm busy minding my business. I go in a shop and they thought you can steal in this shop. Hey, I'm not a thief. I've got my money. It's a thought that has come. Why would I steal? I have my money. I'm loaded. But a thought has come. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. Father, I pray that you deliver everyone from minds, thoughts that are not pure, thoughts that are not right. Many that have been held by those thoughts, my Father. I thank you, Father, that we agree this morning that you deliver us from evil. You set us free from evil. And the final part of this prayer is that I may not cause pain. His name was sorrow, pain. How many of you have had a brother or a sister cause pain in your life? Lift up your hands. How many of you have caused pain in other people's lives? All of us. As we conclude this morning, may we pray to the God of heaven like Jabez did. That we may not cause pain. That we may not be the ones that will rise up to be accusers of the brethren. Because the name of the enemy is that he is the accuser of the brother. He will find fault at you. He will lift up his finger and say, Tanya, you did this to your mother. You are not good enough. Francis, you are not good enough for this woman. She is looking good. She deserves another man. That is the accuser of the brethren. And if we fall prey to him, my brothers and sisters, we will be causers of pain. There are many of us here, when we hear certain names, we cannot stand them because they caused us pain. But the Holy Spirit today is saying, may the Lord deliver us from evil. And may we be ambassadors of peace and not pain. May we be like Jabez who prayed and said that I may not cause pain. That I may not be one who causes sorrow in people's lives. You see, there is something I have learned about the love of God. 2019, I made a prayer and my prayer partner said, Tendai, what is that? I said, Lord, give me amnesia that I would not remember any bad thing that anyone has done to me. I do not want to keep a record of wrong. I do not want to remember the painful experiences I've had in my life. I want to remember the goodness of God and the good that people do for me. And that year, I started a little journal that I rewrite every good act that anyone does for me. I want to remember the goodness that people do for me. I don't want to remember the painful experiences. I want to be one who forgives quickly. I don't want to carry the pain of the things that have happened to me. 
Deliver me, O God, from carrying painful experiences. Deliver me, O God, from bringing pain to others. I want people to hear my name and say she was loving. She was a loving woman. Teach me, O God, to walk in love because you are love. I don't know who else wants to walk that way. I don't know who else says, I want, I said, Lord, even with my husband, I don't want to have a bad attitude anymore because I could have a bad attitude sometimes, especially when I'm tired, very snappy. I said, Lord, enough. I don't want that anymore. I don't want to cause my children pain. I don't want to cause my friends pain. I don't want to cause anyone pain. It is possible for us to live a life where we don't cause anyone pain. But it only happens if we humble ourselves, if we pray before God and we begin to say, Lord, help me that I may not cause pain, that I may not even carry the pain, that I may not even remember. And you know, this year, when my son's birthday, I realized something. I was still storing pain from his year. The, the months I carried his pregnancy, I've shared my story, how difficult it was. And because I'd made the request before God, the pain left my body. There was numbness in my fingers. As we were praying with my husband, all that pain that I'd stored in my body started living. Stand with me, church. We're going to pray this morning.